Hey everyone, it's your host of See Jurassic Right, Stephen Ray Morris here, just dropping in to say, I hope you've been enjoying all the new episodes in 2023 and 2024 so far. There are new interviews with filmmakers, musicians, scientists, the screenwriter of Land Before Time, audio essays about the rich history of the Jurassic Park and Jurassic World franchise, and all the news about the upcoming animated show Jurassic World Chaos Theory and the as-of-yet untitled Jurassic World sequel coming next summer. I really need your help supporting the show right now, and you can do that by leaving a tip and or giving a monthly follow on Patreon, patreon.com slash There are $1 and $5 tiers, but more is coming. Sharing the show, giving five-star reviews in Apple Podcasts, and liking and commenting on social, at Stephen Ray Morris on Instagram and Twitter, goes a long way to help boosting the show's visibility again online in this new era. I'm an independent podcaster and your support is so important and means the world to me in keeping this podcast running. Link to the Patreon is in the show notes. Hold on to your butts. Thank you. And now on to the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to see Jurassic Right. My guest is already laughing at me. Uh, I'm Stephen Ray Morris. This is a special late-breaking Raptor Reactions episode for Battle at Big Rock. I'll introduce my guest right away. It's you know her, you love her. Brenna White, a.k.a. Beeksels, a.k.a. Bonnie Puns. We're sitting here. We just watched Battle at Big Rock, I think, like... Hold on, I thought you were going to give me like a spot to be like, hi, hi guys. There we go. There's your So happy to be here. I love this podcast. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, No, we just watched it a few times. You know, watched it once to feel it again and then once to kind of, you know, take our notes. Okay, well, yesterday we watched it last night. The the world event debut that everybody was sharing (laughs) in. Our friends in Australia, in England. You get it. The whole world. Yeah, that's the whole world. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> no, I, I'm never yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it, for those who are just tuning in, I'm also dropping minisode, the latest minisode simultaneously. So you, you might be checking that out first. You might be checking this one first. It just depends. But essentially, Battle at Big Rock was a, is, not was, is a Jurassic short film that debuted on FX as of this recording last night, around the same time, actually. Uh, depending on where you were, because it's it's funny we don't really watch live or I don't really watch live TV anymore. So it actually I because we were visiting, we were in your hometown yes. of Salt Lake City, Utah, and I totally just was thinking I was still in California time zone. So we totally missed the actual because we made the effort to like go to your sister's place to go actually watch it live on TV. Yes, unfortunately, my parents canceled cable, so we had to come up with some sort of backup plan. But just for reference, it is Monday night. At maybe midnight-ish Los Angeles time? What time Something is like it? that. Oh, no, no. It's only 11 o'clock. Yeah, yeah. It's not too late. But uh, yeah, so essentially we were in valiant effort to watch it live. Yes. But then ended up watching it on YouTube anyway. Yes. And so now we've just watched it like three more times. Yeah. But actually, I was happy to have this time to like sort of think about what I saw yesterday so yeah. we we were at the tail end of a vacation. We're about we were going to go. <laughs> yeah, we were going to record it last night, but I think it was better that we waited. Yes, just because I mean, you know, it's it's 
I mean, I feel like I've had a lot more thoughts since then, which we'll dive into in a second. Well, it's hard because you you always want to be like, I need to have a first reaction, but it's been nice to read everybody else's reactions and see what they're saying about it because I had a bunch of realizations about it today and I was like, oh, oh cool. yeah, oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's, see, I like that we're coming because I haven't really, I mean, I've read people's reactions on Twitter, but I've avoided watching like longer form things or like listening to podcasts and stuff. Like I think the Jurassic Park pod dropped one already and Clayton uh, dropped his thoughts. So I'm excited to listen to those after I record this. Sure. Um, but I mean, just for the uninitiated, go watch Battle of Big Rock. The link is in the notes. It's eight minutes. Go watch it. Come back. I'm itching my nose. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> with papers in your <laughs> With my papers in my hand. But Battle of Big Rock is essentially, it's a short film that takes place a year after Fallen Kingdom. It follows a family, uh, on a camping trip and they run into some dinosaurs, some yes. dinosaurs. So it's almost, I feel like made set up like a horror short in a way. And tis the season only yeah. because of like the ominous music at the beginning. Yes. And then always, uh, I feel like whenever there's some sort of like radio feed of different news dials, that's, that's bad news about like the first. Yeah. Well, that feels very like, sci-fi short film too yes yeah yeah because yeah. in fallen kingdom we got the news footage kind of thing and so it feels appropriate that in this short film that we would get like the radio oh god it's coming for us you know or whatever that kind of thing oh yeah. it's not that intense in this one no it's not they were <laughs> they're reporting that they're they're mysterious like oh probably the first dinosaur born on u.s soil well what i th i realized re-watching it that i think that radio stuff is stuff that happens after this short because they talk about the baby nasidoceratops and stuff and like the incident this weekend so up, i feel like up north you think is referencing this no 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 oh. I, I, th I think the radio stuff at the beginning is referencing this the up north is is in the short proper because he's like the dad is like oh what happened up north or was it the mom who said it I don't remember. I know. It's so funny. It's an eight minute short. Let's pause and watch it again. Yeah. Let's. All right. We're going to pause. We're going to watch again. We're back. And no, we're back. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So it essentially just a quick synopsis. Essentially, it opens up on a family, you know, camping and they're 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 a divorced couple that are like now together. Yes. Um, Brady Bunch style. Yes. Bringing together. Although, do you think that the, the baby is their kid, like their actual yes, kid? Because, and then, well, I can only surmise this because he's obviously under the age of two yes because i have a two-year-old so i know that he is much younger oh that's a good point yes <laughs> and then but the other kids are each of their own kids yes yeah, so his the daughter is eight yes and he's like two years still new um so okay. she was so she would have been six at the time oh, that the they got that remarried they became a family but you know not sure about the other kid yeah um but at the table scene is very interesting because at first i was like Oh man, that seems very intense for her to suddenly be making that speech. But then I realize that when you're a parent, that like a lot of things feel chaotic constantly. So like she realized there was this lull to be like, hey, we're here together. And she like finally had a moment to breathe and appreciate it. And then the dad sat down and he was like, yeah, this is nice. We should really appreciate this because there was that one moment of conflict between the kids and their card game. But it's like, oh, I totally get that when you're just like, I just need to, to feel chill for like 35 seconds. Yeah, yeah. And then so I was like, oh, that's like a real true moment. Yeah. Oh, totally. And yeah, so essentially just they have their moment and then they realize that, you know, there's something off because all the people in the campsite fucking Greg goes and hides. Well, or whatever. Well, he's trying to confront somebody sort of about letting his eight year old use the crossbow. Wink, wink. <laughs> and he lo he looks outside and he's like nobody's around what happened yeah and then uh they see an pseudoceratops which is a particular type of ceratopsian that we actually saw at the natural history museum this weekend in utah yes not a live one not a live one <laughs> they're they're they're, they're a skull and then a baby shows up which is cute and nice and that meanwhile it's like the 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 daughter is like she's kind of like the dino nerd in this story and she's like commenting. oh right so what i was gonna say about the the mom uh, when she's like, it's one of them. It's like she probably isn't well versed in her, in her dinosaur vocabulary. So the kids, of course, are like, well, this is definitely this. Uh, well, it's maybe her son has grown out of because it's. I'm assuming the son is her kid, and the daughter is 
uh, Andre Holland, who we haven't mentioned the actors' names yet. Andre Holland is playing Dennis, the dad. Uh, Natalie Martinez is playing Marina. Marina? Is that how you say that? Marina? Marina? Uh, Melody Hurd plays uh, Kadasha. And Pearson Salvador plays Mateo. And then fucking Greg is played by Chris Finlayson. Fucking Greg over here. This is like metal Photoshop. Oh, in, in high school, we would have said that Finlayson. Finlayson. In high school, I'm referencing a specific person I went to high school with who had that last name. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and and then the baby is they played know by. Who they are. And then the baby is played by two. I guess the baby. There's no name. <laughs> Just baby. Let's give him a name. Uh, well, he's played by Noah Cole and Ethan Cole. So maybe he's oh, nice. I love no him. Ethan. No. <laughs> Just uh, Nathan. No, Ethan. Oh, Nathan. We'll call him Nathan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just to shorten it. Uh, no, or like the Cole twins. Yeah, the Cole twins. I like that. Yeah, well, yeah, good. we're thinking of a uh, full house. Sure. Um, Big Daddy. Yeah. Well, and also my friend, uh, my friend Lauren, she's a twin, um, and she was one of the babies on Step by Step who was played by multiple twins. So it wasn't just the Olsen twins. Um, I know that twins are used a lot in Hollywood. That's a different podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's the family and... But you were gonna say about the about the mom, Mariana. What was I saying? Oh, I, oh, I was just like her, like being able to like take a breather and be like, "Hey, we're all here together, and it's nice." Like regardless of how difficult, she's just trying to put food on the table, which is such Chicago a, style. Something Chicago style, which I really appreciate her being like, "This is what I made for you," because oh man, I am a I am a chef by trade, and feeding my child is a difficult thing. And sometimes, it, you know, you want to be very thoughtful in what you're doing. And like explain to the kid what they're eating. And so maybe she was like looking up some recipe earlier and made it. And she's like this, you know, I brought this on our camping trip. Well, it sounded like she was really prepared because when um, Andre Holland's character, Dennis, was talking to Greg, he was like, hey, if you need anything, like she brought a little bit of everything. Yeah, she brought a little bit of everything. Which He's is... talking about liquor. <laughs> oh, <laughs> OK. He's specifically referencing some of that juice. But yeah, so the Nasutoceratops and the baby are hanging out, just kind of woofing around and, you know, again, tre- treating this very much like if you were on a camping trip and like a bear wandered through your campsite. Did you it's read like, my notes? It's like, oh, is that what? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Because I was thinking that, wait, sorry to just cut you off like this. But no, you're completely right. It's like as if a bear were like coming and sniffing around. And so I was thinking that on every camping trip I've been on, I've been afraid of bears as like a concept, but they've never shown up. But like you still prepare for it, and so I was. Oh, th- of course, yeah. Well, still, I w- so I was thinking like, oh, this is very much like if a family is camping and and they're just like waiting for a bear to show up. I'm like, oh, why wouldn't a dinosaur show up, especially if that's the world that we're living in? Yeah, well, and also, I mean, when I was a kid, one time I woke up after a bear had gone through a campsite, and half my body was out of the out of the out of the tent i thought you were gonna say half my body was eaten was eaten no no i woke up with half my body outside the tent like i'd wriggled out of the tent in my sleep oh no but it was like the night that a camping that a bear had gone camping in our campsite oh god uh well i'm glad that your half body is still here i'm still here um (laughs) but yeah so so this is all happening uh the nasutoceratops and the baby are kind of like digging around and then an allosaurus shows up which for if if you're keeping score, the Allosaurus that we see, we see two in Fallen Kingdom. One of them gets taken out by a, I forget the right word for it, but like when a volcano spits out like, like not meteorites, but spits, spits out little like balls of fire. Oh, lava shrapnel. <laughs> I was going to call it like call. fiery meatballs. <laughs> uh, but uh, so one of those like takes out one of the Allosaurus looking at Claire. And then you see another one being sold off at the auction at the very end. And then you see it at the again at the very end of Fallen Kingdom being shipped off. And to his lucky new owner. Yeah, yeah. But this Allosaur is an adult. So they at some point in the make like I don't think it's ever specifically mentioned in Fallen Kingdom that it's a no, no, they do say during the auction, uh Gunner Eversol, which is still the greatest name. And I'm sad they never say his name actually in the movie. Like, here you go. Oh no, they say Mr. Eversol. Got it. But it's like it's Gunner of- Eversol, uh, as played by Toby Jones. Uh, yeah, so so if you're keeping score of that, this Allosaurus is an adult. It's like thick. It's kind of got like a very creepy skull looking face. Like its face looks like a skeleton mask almost. Yes, and it's a little horny. <laughs> 
Not yes. to be confused with horny. Yeah, yeah. Which is also a good descriptor. Yeah. But uh, uh, mm, yeah, okay. Well, the, I'm looking at one right now. Oh yeah, we have a, <laughs> we have the and again, you know, I, I feel like I don't need to repeat the whole history of Battle at Big Rock, but essentially the short was was supposed to be in front of Hobbs and Shaw, supposedly, supposedly in front of Hobbs and Shaw, supposedly. <laughs> um, and these Battle at Big Rock toys by Mattel were, I don't know, May or something like that. I mean, don't we, look at me. Yeah, we got one of them when we drove up to visit my mom in Bend. So like, oh, right, right. Yeah. So it, they've that been around. In, that was in June, July. Like that's what I said. I said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was. It was no, because remember we drove up right after the Jurassic World ride opened. Yes, yes, yes. Of course. Oh, so what I was going to say about it having supposed to have been in front of Hobbs and Shaw is it was almost nicer this way as like a shared world event, like the moon landing. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Wow. Wow. <laughs> no, I'm. I mean, kidding. honestly, we got the moon landing and then back up rock. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But just that idea where like everybody was like gathering in front of their televisions, just anticipating this event. Obviously, Battle of Big Rock is a huge deal. So is the moon landing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I actually kind of appreciate it more. I mean, because, again, it's like as much as we are universal stands, I still haven't seen like most of the Fast and the Furious franchise. So I feel like that's where you're alone. Oh, OK. <laughs> but uh, I would have had to. I probably would have just gone and seen Hobbs and Shaw without seeing any of the others, but first, and then maybe that would have like, uh, now I'm actually realizing I'm missing out on the fast and furious franchise. Cause if I had seen Hobbs and Shaw, then we would have done like a fast and furious marathon after. So we tried doing one, but I don't we're, we're It's actually, you know, you can't watch all of them in one night. No, of that's, course not. That'd be ridiculous. That's like a 14 hour endeavor, probably more. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, no, I agree that I think it was kind of I wish they had had more fanfare leading up to it. But I agree. I like that it was this thing that we all kind of joined it together, even if it is confusing for like also, when it aired. But also people were super respectful of the time zone situation, I feel like. And like they're they're tweeting. And I mean, and people in London, that's not the day before they were like, we saw it. We're not going to say anything. This is what it was like. True. I mean, I think that's good because it is only an eight minute short. So it's like if you spoil the one thing, it probably just spoils the whole thing. Yes. Well, but again, people were, I, I wasn't like trying to stay away from it. I hate spoilers. I don't really watch trailers. Sorry, everyone that loves trailers. Oh, all um, the trailer stands out there. <laughs> sorry, guys. But uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know anything at, at all about this going in. That's awesome. I mean, I just knew from the toys, <laughs> but I actually didn't know what the plot was or anything. I just knew that it was like a camping trip. Um, but yeah, I, I like, I like that. Um, like if we're diving back into the story, they're basically watching the Allosaurus shows up and then essentially it's, you know, it's, it's a uh, carnivore versus herbivore, but you know, Ceratopsians got them horns. Nasutoceratops has those horns. So it's like defending and then the baby gets, there's a harrowing moment with the baby Nasutoceratops. Uh, but then mommy defends uh, and like kind of like tries to attack the Allosaurus and then the mom gets like injured and the the dad's like daddy shows up from he was drinking with the boys. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the name of the um, the dad in Land Before Time? Daddy, daddy. What was his name? Daddy Longhorns. Daddy something. Thank you so much for asking me. Just give me 25 seconds. Um, no, he's got a daddy tops. That's what it was. Daddy tops. Oh, daddy yeah, tops. that's right. That's right. Because we laughed about it a bunch when it was happening. Yeah, yeah. When we watched Land Before Time, which was mostly depressing other than that joke that we made. So daddy tops shows up. He's like, hey, I'm here. Don't you dare do this to my woman and my child. And then the baby human cries. Uh, we'll call him right. Nathan. Nathan. The Cole twins. Yeah, the Cole twins. And now the Allosaurus is like, oh, here's a much easier prey to get. Supposedly. And then sure. and then a lot of uh, which I'll talk about in a little bit, but like adding to the very lost world vibes of the short, uh, you know, attacking a trailer, which is such right. a big set piece from the lost world. The so, trailer overturn. Yeah, the trailer overturns the baby stuck in the um, stuck in the car seat or whatever that's in the trailer. What would you call that? Or just like a like a his like his dining chair. His dining chair. I would call it a baby dining chair made from mid-century teak 
No. <laughs> Do you know uh, Hannah um, at Jurassic World on Twitter? She, she said her first reaction. She thought the baby was like impaled. <laughs> I thought I. OK, I'm like, well, I thought the baby for some reason was like halfway sticking out a window. Like right now, I'm telling you this. Yeah, but, yeah. but what you're saying makes more sense. And then. Well, because it's like hanging, it's like strapped in. It's like, you know, of course. So my child had had a very specific dining chair that I would hook onto the bottom of a table, especially when we were traveling. So I'm like, oh, he was in one of those. Well, yeah. And even the one that she has now, it's like you kind of she kind of is like stuck in. She insists on snapping herself in. Yes. Yeah. But uh, so the Allosaurus is obviously like, "Mm, give me that sweet, sweet baby meat. Yeah. Delicious. Uh, Very cute. But the parents jump into action. Uh, I think that, yeah, Dennis and Andre Holland has like a metal bar from the trailer. And then uh, uh, Mariana, uh, Natalie Martinez jumps in with the fire extinguisher. Which is so smart. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I was going to say pepper spray first and apologize later. Yeah. Um, Just throwing that in there. But uh, yeah, she jumps in. But that like is such a great because I mean, my sister, you know, has gone on is starting to become like an outdoorsy hiking person. And she went to Glacier National Park and had to carry bear mace on her, like, legally. That's right. And you can't have it on, like, your backpack. You, like, legally have to have it holstered. So, like, it makes sense. I like that idea, again, of, like, turning the household items into things that can, like, save you and protect you. Yes. Like, it's a fire extinguisher, but actually it can be used as, like, a deterrent. You know, it's not going to so, kill the Allosaurus, but it's just going to, like, ah, well, I sure, the I shit mean, in my eyes, I mean, you know? people at this point, I think it's still too new in, in this short for people to have like any sort of like dinosaur preparation kit. Like as at this point, they're still just living life as they normally would. So like maybe bear preparation. Um, but otherwise it's just like, maybe they'll show up. Maybe not. It's like, I one time went on a vacation through Yellowstone national park and I was so amped. I'm like, I'm going to see, and everybody does this. I was like, I'm going to see bears. I'm going to see moose. I'm going to see bison like whatever (laughs) the hell they have up here oh yeah i saw nothing i saw maybe one bison like walking on the road Uh, yeah and i mean that was fine but it's like things in the wild like that especially dinosaurs with such scarcity as we know it at this moment it's like they're not gonna be prepared no well yeah it's one year after fallen kingdom and there's like what maybe 50 dinosaurs if that that runaway, they haven't really confirmed or anything. Right, right, right. Well, and you know, that's the thing too. It's like uh, Collider did an interview. Uh, Stephen Weintraub did an interview with Colin about Battle at Big Rock, and it's that kind of thing where, like, you know, we see we saw a certain amount of dinosaurs in Fallen Kingdom escape the Lockwood Manor, but Colin has said like that's not to say there were uh, there weren't other dinosaurs that were captured and taken, you know. Right. So they're kind of taking that route. Which, or, or the billies of the world. Yeah, who steal who, eggs. Uh, we have no idea what was happening like during the island's dormancy or like if there were rogue employees at Jurassic World. See, there should have, you know who should have been Greg? It should have been Billy. <laughs> <laughs> He's like hiding in seclusion, surviving. See, I actually like that they use the word surviving because it's like a callback to Lost World. Yes. And that's another callback to Lost World that I didn't think of. But um, because I actually wrote down a list of all the callbacks to Lost World that this movie has. And I didn't even think to put that one. But um, yeah, what if it was like Billy with like a beard and he's like living out in the wilderness, you know? Uh, Billy from Jurassic Park 3. Jurassic Park 3. The Billy Brennan. Um, But uh, yeah, so like, uh, you know, and I kind of like that route. Like Colin's basically like, you know, you only see the dinosaurs on screen that you see. That doesn't mean there aren't dinosaurs running around anywhere else. I feel like a lot of people don't like that because it just... It like it. It's very like you can just kind of change it to do whatever it's fits too, the movie. It's too ambiguous for some. Well, because a lot of people are obsessed with like InGen's list and like what dinosaurs did Jurassic Park specifically clone, which ones did Miss Ronnie clone, which ones were rescued from Site B. You know the secret uh, exhibit. You know what's Lego oh, yes. canon, what's real canon, right? So, but I think. If, if it allows us to get more new dinosaurs, then I don't really care. You know what I mean? Like, because otherwise what this would be like a Sinoceratops or a Triceratops or something like that. Or yeah. maybe a Stegosaurus. But I like that we got the Nasutoceratops. Of course. A, How a, many different... I mean, okay, so we went to the Utah Natural History Museum yes. yesterday. And that wall had like, what, like 30 different ceratopsians? No, like 13, but still what? a lot. I know. Only 13? No, there was definitely like rows of like four or five or something like that. It was maybe 16. No, no, I think you're right. But I just, it just seemed, it seemed really impressive. That's what I was saying. The Minnesota, it was, to me, it's one of the most impressive displays at, 
a natural history museum. Yeah, you're right. It's definitely like 16. It seemed more impressive in my mind. And I'm I've, looking at a picture. I've right been now. there once or twice. No, no, I know. It's your, but it just looks so impressive. What I want to say about this short as well. So I was watching it. Well, we were, I, we were watching it together and I gave my child my phone because I was like, you're going to want to watch something else. But she already loves the Jurassic franchise. She loves Jurassic World. She loves referencing Jurassic World. It's very cute right now because she can't quite say R and L together. She's So she's like Jurassic Wild. Wild. Oh, it's very cute. So she ended up watching it with us. And I think as soon as she saw the kids on screen as like her identifier, she was like, oh, these are my friends. Like, this is me. So this is me being involved in this. And I didn't think about this until today when she so she was asking me if she could go to lunch at Jurassic World. And I was like, sure. What, you know, we have what, universal passes. We, we can go whatever we want. We have passes. I'm not doing anything. It is a bit of a pain to get all the way down to to the lower lot. But whatever, like I was happy to do it because I it felt good to be back from a trip. Um, but yeah, and so she, it was very cool of her. She was being super interactive. She was like, "No, no," and you know, screaming like, "Where's the baby?" Like very concerned with everybody it, that was involved. And no, she's definitely Jurassic parking at like a fifth grade level. It's it's insane. <laughs> it's like it's like she used to be extremely afraid of. Uh, stuffed Stiggy. Yeah. Like she, which we, I've talked about before of like, oh yeah. it seems funny to me that she, I think my joke was that she just hated, she wanted the dinosaurs to be accurate, you know? She, yeah. She wasn't so afraid of like things that looked real, but she hated the plushies. Um, <laughs> but anyway, what I want to say about that is like, that it just made me think a lot today about like that parental relationship. So it's like, Oh, I have my kids. Oh, this is a new worry that we actually don't even know how to navigate. I'm like, Oh, that's just so real. And it's also real with parenting in general. This is not a parenting podcast. Sorry. I keep talking about it. This is hey, only family's a big part this, of Jurassic Park. And, and it's also a big part of this short. Obviously it's like togetherness and like looking out for each other. But, but even just like the nuances of like them, the, of Mariana being like, Hey, whoa, like we finally get to be here together. And it's like, we're taking care of each other. Um, well, yeah. And that's such a good like tension of like this family is fighting. And then the moment they finally come together, then all of a sudden they have to like deal with this trial, you right. know, tribulation. Yeah. Anyway. So I don't know if we're getting to the end of, of, well, yeah, we got, so yeah, essentially the Allosaurus um, is staved off by the fire extinguisher ripping open the entire trailer and then as the allosaurus is about to go for the parents um two arrows fire from off screen and what is it but it's a little girl with a crossbow who she doesn't kill the allosaurus but like i feel like if you got shot she injures him and she has a mean shot yeah i mean she shoots him shoots it or her i think she, i think colin says her in the interview when Sorry. referring to the allosaurus Sorry. but uh shoots her right in the eye yes. or like right next to her eye like the soft part you i know? thought it was i thought it was a triple shot no i think it was two that's all right oh, no no it's fine we don't have to argue about this <laughs> uh but yeah it's 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 two shots and then <laughs> I, I realized that, that is as I was saying, I was like, and but two shots. <laughs> okay. If you roll back the footage, uh, no, no, uh, as she fires a few shots or whatever, um, uh, the Allosaurus runs away because it's like, again, it's this idea that once, which is very true of real predators, that like once a meal becomes too difficult to get, if you injure, like if cheetahs get injured, they're done. So a cheetah will never risk injury to get a meal. And so and that's I, why a cheetah. Doesn't need a porcupine. Never prospers. Okay. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't, first, I don't know if that's true. What I just said, and she does always prosper. Uh, They're a cat of prey. That's uh, been the podcast. Cat of prey. <laughs> oh yeah, <I'm> not <laughs> this is not the podcast. Even though Penny Lane's sitting right here. That's right. She's our little cheetah. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, and then so they the family comes together and the music swells and then dun, 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 and then we bust into the Lost World theme uh, over the credits and then we get these awesome little vignettes of like found footage, essentially, as if uh, I was just saying into in a thread of like some dinosaur folks that there should be like a like put your own put a dinosaur in a scene contest for Jurassic World three, where it's like you take some found footage and you have to throw a dinosaur in there. So the I, I wrote them all down and my phone just fell on the floor. Um so there's a copy chasing a little girl. Yeah, three of them. Yeah, and maybe, I, maybe two. I wanted it to pan to that little girl from the other viral video, the the vine, to be like, "Look at all those chickens!" Right. Oh, um, that would have been like a. But I mean, I guess copies are not known for their hospitality. No, but uh, <laughs> uh, and then there's a stegosaurus that knocks the car off the highway. Okay, so that one that was a, a video that I had watched. Yeah, I, which I think is crazy because again, it's all stock footage. Uh, but it's interesting. I thought it was really cool that you've actually like you actually recognized it. Oh, I thought that was like a viral video because I mean, I watched it like I watched it multiple times. Uh, there was a time when I would like go on drives in La Cañada Flint Ridge, oh, okay. which is a place like nearby Southern California. Uh, and I was like, this must be it. And this guy like drove off a cliff and I was like, that's going to be me. And when I'm not going to be in control. And so I'd watch <laughs> it a few times. So as soon like when it came on, I was like, I know this. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, and and they have all the the uh, crispy pointed out that they actually in the credits you can see all the all where they got all the stock footage from. So so for me it was feeling like it was like internet memes in Jurassic in in a Jurassic world. Well, yeah, because yeah, that's what would happen. It's like people would totally want to film these things in real life when they see them. Yes, and there's also Parasaurolophus uh, by a bunch of dudes fishing. Um, and then our, our our favorite gal, the Mosasaur, comes back and eats a shark, which Hi it feels girl. like it's some you know some Planet Earth style kind of footage or something, yeah. like slow mo. And then we get the final Pteranodon grabbing the wedding doves, right? Uh, which is actually awesome. Yeah, and I'm curious to see what where that like. I want to look up that original footage. And yeah, that's basically it. That's Battle at Big Rock. It's eight minutes. Uh, you know, it's just kind of a bite-sized little kind of taste at what, um, you know, what the world is like. What living in a Jurassic world looks like. Yeah, well, and I, I mentioned this in the mini set, and, but Chris Pugh tweeted, it's like, how cool would it be if we would get a bunch of these little eight-minute shorts, you know, of like different scenarios, like ones like in Chicago, and they find like a, an overactor like rooting through some garbage, like a raccoon or, you know what I mean? Stuff like that I think would be really cool. And how uh, yeah. and how regular people come to deal with with uh, dinosaurs in their daily life, like normal people. Oh yeah, or, or like normal people and like everyday animals. Because oh yeah, well I mean yeah, I mean Fallen Kingdom has the lion and the T Rex, but what about uh, you know again <laughs> the the blue and a raccoon friend, you know? <laughs> yeah. T- well, it's funny because there are still wild animals all over. For example, you have like a pack of coyotes living in the hill right behind you. I know, literally right behind me. <laughs> and they could be uh, like it's like just like think about like them as like a pack of dinosaurs that live there, and it's like oh well, like there they are. But it's like it's, it's very real. Like the coyotes, there they are, right up there. I know. I'm like, what if it's the I can't I can never pronounce this dinosaur's name, but the seal or the coalaris or something like that like this is the perfect size I'd for like a coyote read, i'd have to look at the name i know I'm, I'm as i'm describing this dinosaur i'm holding but it's it's this like blue and pink uh white dinosaur um that's kind of like a small predator but i mean also that that would impact the wild too of like so there is this wild pack of coyotes in my like in on the hillside behind my apartment. But then all of a sudden, what if like a velociraptor comes and, you know, now all of a sudden the coyotes are going extinct. So like, it's, I think it's interesting to think. Oh, I like that idea. Well, I know like, look, I don't wish harm to the coyotes, but if a raptor was like taking out the coyotes, then everyone's tiny dogs would stop being 
missing from yeah, the coyotes and then they would start. But then we would never wander that back path. Oh my God, never. Because the Velociraptor could jump the fence easily. So just let the record show that it's like I've, I've been reluctant to walk the back path where we've seen where we've seen coyotes. Uh, this is real life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, that's what I mean. It's like, to me, that's why this short's really great because it it's sort of, I think if you're interested in in dinosaurs or in Jurassic Park, like this is the stuff that we love where it's like, how would living with dinosaurs impact our daily life? I think it's a very specific thing to Jurassic Park fans. I think if you're not a dinosaur person, you don't really care about this stuff. I think this is a great initial integration. Like, well, so what I find interesting is that this short wasn't created before they started writing Jurassic world three. Cause again, in that interview with, uh, with Colin, um, he mentions that Universal approached him to do this after he'd already started writing Jurassic World. Oh, that's 3. cool. Because they filmed it this year, like in Dublin over the course of like five days. Uh, but yeah, like when we, like when I saw um, uh, the JP25 last May, uh, Emily Carmichael was there and on her Instagram, she was talking that she had like just started working on the Jurassic World 3 script. Oh, wow. So this thing must have been at at some point in the last year, Universal was like, hey, would you be interested in making a short film? And then it's like, it's kind of cool because it's like, in my mind then, they've already started working out Jurassic World 3. And so now I'm like, well, how does this short play into that, if at all? Or like, like I, I think some people on Twitter have been saying like, it'd be cool to see this family again pop up like as a small cameo. Somewhere. Oh yeah, 100%. Well, it's like- Like me- a news footage or something like that of being like, this was the first family yes. to see the, you know, Nisudoceratops and the Allosaurus or whatever. I, and they're like, not not necessarily a cautionary tale, but this it was like, this is what they did. And this is what you can do if you're camping here or whatever. Like maybe that whole campsite will be closed. Maybe they'll close the whole, whole mountain to get yeah. containment, whatever happens. Um, but maybe also in the writing of uh, Jurassic World 3, they had all of these like tiny ideas. And so that maybe, maybe they were able to like take one of those ideas and roll it into this. No, I really like that. Yeah. And maybe it's something either they choose not to pursue in the movie as a whole, but yes. it's a thread of an idea that they get to explore more, which again would be cool if they did that anthology and they could explore other ideas, like maybe like what what the local firefighting like people have to do in case of emergencies, like like, rescuing a cat from a velociraptor. How are our like local policemen being trained for this? Yeah, exactly. They're being trained to arrest the Allosaurus. Yeah. They, that's what happened right (laughs) after this. Uh, He was arrested, but got out on bail. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) For $2,500. It's not very expensive. Um, I really love the music. That mu- was dumb. That was so dumb. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I really love the music. It's by Ami or Amy Doherty, I believe in my notes. Amy Doherty. She's done. It's funny because she's just starting to, um, not just starting to, but as far as crediting as a composer. But she's, and they did this at Abbey Road. They did the score at Abbey Road, which is cool. So cool. They incorporated the score of, you know, the original Jurassic theme, Michael Giacchino's world theme, Lost World theme. Uh, but Amy Doherty has also done orchestration for Legion, Star Trek, Star Trek Discovery, Fargo. Very cool. And for people who don't know what orchestration is, which again, I don't, I'm only guessing. So if somebody actually knows what this is, then maybe you can correct me. But well, maybe I can. You, you just keep talking. But just that idea of like an orchestrator, somebody who it's like there's a composer that composes the themes, and then the orchestrator actually is like, well, now how do I translate this to like various instruments and stuff? So to me, I really liked. Amy Doherty's uh, work because she was able to take all these kind of classic Jurassic themes and then kind of give them life in a new way and pack them into like an eight minute short film, which I thought was just really incredible. I wish we could phone a friend. I had phoned Caleb right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was going to say Caleb or Annalise. He's yelling at he's Caleb is yelling at us right now. He's like an orchestrator is <laughs> a, a flute. We don't have, I don't have your phone number, so we can't call you. It's also like 3 a.m. in New York. Yeah. Um, Larry Fong did the cinematography, which I I don't know if they've announced the cinematographer for Jurassic World 3 yet, but I really liked his work. Again, and this will just tie into the Lost World vibes that I wanted to check off because, well, not check off. That's, he's a playwright. Um, sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I love it. I love that. 
Um, but yeah, so everyone is obviously like the big conversation in the dress community is that this film has some lost world vibes. And I think that's, that's very true. And I think I'm somebody who, where I'm not maybe the biggest lost world Stan, like it kind of is always in the middle for me as far as Jurassic sequels go. But obviously we love it. Well, of course I love, of course I love it. But, um, I mean, things that it has in common with the lost world is it has a lot of. And Lost World isn't only at night, but their major action sequences for Lost World are all at night other than the um, like the hunter chase at the beginning. Right. But like all their major action sequences are at night, unless you count the compy th- thing with Dieter Stark. But, um, you know, there's obviously the, the, <laughs> the bigger illusion, which is the trailer and the trailer getting knocked over and kind of recreating yes. the shot of the trailer getting like knocked over on its side. There's the idea of like protecting infants, like the baby T-Rex, the baby new Ceratops, right. the kind of relationship between the, f- the family of humans and the family of dinosaurs. Broken glass is, you know, from Julian Moore and then the breaking of the glass of the windows the, and stuff. The- Oh, I'm like, this is maybe on your list. I'm like the element of protecting children. Yes. Yeah. No, no, definitely. All of that, that kind of family stuff. Again, like when Greg says surviving, you know, the tagline for the lost world was something has survived. Um, I like the idea of seemingly normal behaviors turned heroic. That's what I wrote down here, which we talked about already with the metal bar and the fire extinguisher. Right. Just like how Kelly, you know, she is doing gymnastics in order to rescue a dinosaur or to, you know, to rescue her father. She does that fancy bar work. Yeah. Yeah. That fancy bar work. They cut you from the team. Um, and a little girl saving the day, obviously. Yes. Um, and also the Redwood forest, which lost world, um, that version of Isla Sorna and lost world is very trop or not very tropical. It's very like Redwood forest. And this also, was like redwood foresty. It's not jungle. It's like forest, which I yeah, really absolutely. like. As far as like again, because I'm not the biggest Lost World stand, but to me, I love dinosaurs in this kind of more temperate thing. I know the jungle is like classic Jurassic Park, but something about like dinosaurs in like more like redwoodsy feels very like right to in me. In like in like regular American camping setting. Yeah, what that would that's be. true. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, obviously, using a lot of like Lost World music in the orchestration. Right. Um, and then also the idea too, that a lot of the dinosaurs in those little viral videos were big dinosaurs in the lost world. Obviously Compi's yes, got their Compies, debut. Dago. Uh, Wait, is it in, I'm like, first of all, so far it's in order. Well, yes. So the Compies, well, no, the Stegosaurus were, oh no, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was like <laughs> Compsognathus, uh, obviously at the beginning of lost world, then the Stegosaurus, yes. which also had their big debut in the lost world. And then the Parasaurolophus, which was the star of the hunting scene. Cause it gets yanked down by the freaking hunters. Uh-huh. Um, and, yes. then, and then we switch over to Jurassic World with the Mosasaur and right, then the right, Pteranodon. Right. So, yes. but yeah, so like that's to me. And then, yeah, so that's like all these Lost World illusions. Just like, I mean, and I'm sure there's more too. But like when people say this thing has Lost World vibes, there's a reason. For sure. I mean, for all of those, re- like it just feels like Colin and Emily, maybe Emily is like a huge Lost World stan. Um, like, also, there's like a hot dad. Wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. There's a hot dad. There's a hot dad. I'm like, and a hot mom. I'm yeah. like, wait, I said, wait, because I'm like, well, Julianne Moore is like, not like the mom. She's like the stepmom. But I'm like, oh, but like yeah, Mariana very, is like a stepmom. Yeah, Sorry. She, she's not very mom like to Kelly. She is a little bit, but no, not really. No, she is. A little Kelly, bit. Kelly really trusts her. Yeah, that's true. Um, but what I thought was interesting too about this movie is that, again, what I loved what Emily and Colin did was have a family, but have a family that is also from not just a normal like um, a nuclear family that's yeah. like together. I like that. I thought it was interesting that they chose to have a family that's both parents are divorced and then coming together. Yeah. Like I, again, to me as a, as a kid of divorce, it's been so important for me for Jurassic to have that kind of like divorced parents is like a normal thing. It's just yes. every day. It's, it's neither bad nor good. Like it can have good things and, you know, I don't want two Christmases, you yeah. know, like it can well, have I mean, both. Listen, listen, also like you and I, as a couple, like I, I have a almost three-year-old daughter who like adores you. Oh uh, yeah. Oh uh, yeah. And, and I you, adore and, her. And you adore her. Yeah, of course. So, I mean, of She's course, the best. so of course it's like great to see those kinds of themes. Like, and of course, like, like, families like that are absolutely normal but i mean yeah it is really nice to to have that yeah just on screen just have that part of the thing because it's like oh that's that's like my family like i you know 
Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's it I I again I appreciate that they're keeping that through line. Yes, like, me too. It's those little things to me that make it feel like like I would say more than anything divorced parents is the most common through line in Jurassic Park besides yes. dinosaurs. Um, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh like cuz even in Jurassic Park 3 even though um our favorite couple are divorced and end up back together at the movie, like I feel like they Wait, which couple are we talking uh, about? Amanda and Paul Kirby. Thank you. Uh cuz I feel like that they would William get... H Macy and Taylioni. Yeah, I feel like cuz they got back together at the end of JP3, but they're probably divorced by the time again by the time like the world yeah. movies happen, you know? And also like a solo ch- It was nice that there were multiple children again, like Jurassic Three kids this there time. There were three. Yeah, so there were two in Jurassic world so you know jurassic park there were two the last world there was one and uh, jurassic say, park three there was one Wait. yeah i was gonna say dress yeah dress world two fallen kingdom one one but two millennials so they kind of split the difference right. there a little oh, bit. Oh, yes, our sweet, sweet millennials. <laughs> our sweet, sweet Justice Smith and Danielle Pineda. Yeah. Uh, Zia and Franklin. Uh, but yeah, so I, I like They were the, all of our children. All of our all of our sweet, sweet Jurassic children. <laughs> but I, I, yeah, but I mean, yeah. No, I, I appreciate that they had like three kids this time. I thought that was kind of a cool dynamic. Yeah. And I mean, even though like the boy doesn't really have anything to do, he was kind of just watching the, the baby, I guess, you know, but. Um, or his conflict was with the sister who I think was she was like the al- I mean obviously she's the alpha even like at the card game he had the seven of I always get clubs and spades mixed up but I think it's the clubs he was oh, like this hilarious. card Oh, <laughs> I, I didn't notice that no no I just like I also like the imagery of like the playing cards everywhere yeah I thought that was interesting that they chose that like that that was the game because like they, they could have been playing any game but the idea of like the kid learning to do magic, I don't know. That seems very interesting to me. Yeah. Uh, given this world of like dinosaurs coming back, like something about illusions and tricks and, you know, magic. And I don't know. There's just something I, I feel like that was a very specific Wait, thing. Hold on. The seven of clubs, I think, is what he was holding. It says this card evokes an important question with no answer. <gasps> and cartomancy, card. I don't know this word cardtomancy. Look, if you're is there, yelling, is there an ology for if it? If you're what? yelling at me, there's a mancy. Oh, okay. <laughs> there's probably an ology. The seven of clubs shows a form of doubt that the consultant feels. Contrary to the other clubs, the seven does not bring well-being and satisfaction, but uncertainty, which Ooh. is very ominous. No, I like that. Um, I'm trying to think of a few other things we can we can talk about. I mean, I feel like we've. I it's cool, crazy that we could talk this much about the short, but this is yes. how much I love it. No, y- um, I, yes, well, yes, yes, I agree. I agree, sir. <laughs> what I really like is that a lo- a little bit of an allusion to Jurassic Park of like when the kids are watching the T Rex eat the Gallimimus, like the parents kind of kind of going back and forth of like, well, this is just nature. Oh, this is what happens. Yes. Maybe we shouldn't watch this. Like, I love that back and forth. And it actually reminds me too of, <laughs> I feel like somebody, who is it? Solomon Giorgio. Somebody tweeted like, I wish I could go to planet earth and rescue all the animals from like all the animals from eating each other. Oh, right. Yeah. But, yeah. But like, I appreciate the, um, the dad says, this is just nature. Well, that introduces the idea that like the dinosaurs are just now a part of what nature is as we know it. Yeah. Yeah. And this ecosystem. Yes. No, no. Yes. I, yeah. A hundred percent. And the idea too, that like, this is kind of planet earthy in the sense that it, like, you know, they don't sugarcoat it. It's like you have one cute animal eating another cute, you know what I mean? Like, well, and also having, having a toddler really puts things into perspective because like, I thought she would be scared, but then she'll just look at me and be like, did he eat him? And I'll be like, (laughs) yes. And she's like, Oh, okay. And she's just totally cool with it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) it was, it was fun to watch it with her that with, with Luna the first time it was, I really, it was, was was oh no. Yeah. Cause she was sitting with me watching it. So we were like watching it together. She's so reactive. And I was on the, I was getting, I was luxuriously lounging on my own couch. Uh, and then, um, and I don't think I mentioned the mini sode, but at the end, all of a sudden these like let's plays for Jurassic evolution started playing and she grabbed an Xbox remote from, uh, that was, I guess, was it Evans or was it Cody's? My, my sister and my little sister, Evan, hi Evan and her boyfriend, Cody. Hello, Cody. Um, you don't have to include that. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. They had, they had an Xbox, uh, 
Well, no, we have to thank them. They're the ones who freaking allowed us to see Oh my the God, thing. Evan and Cody, thank you so much for letting us come over to your new apartment that I'd never seen. And I mean, it gave us a space to watch it without like having to, you know, deal with other things, you know? Oh yeah, they but, were very cool. My little sister had just moved into this apartment recently and uh, they just got a new dog. So the fact that they let us come over like with my child who is, she's great, but she she can be a little crazy. That was, that was much appreciated. Well, and then also when we realized that we thought it was on an hour earlier than it was. Yeah, yeah. Or we, like we were like late, but also early somehow. Yeah, we so had to we like hang wa- out there for a long time. We watched like a half an hour of Pixels and some alien isolation short films. So we had a good time. It was very cool. And then, yeah. And then it was, again, at the end, it was just very funny because these, these Jurassic Evolution Let's oh, yes. Plays started going and Luna grabbed an Xbox remote and just started being like, I'm going to get him. I'm, you know, so she, she she thought she was playing, which is totally fine because I'm like, good job. Yeah, get him. And I'm like, which dinosaur are you? And she'd be like, I'm the big one. Yeah. And like, yeah, like, you know, just pressing all the buttons as like kids her age do. But that was great. I mean, she was super into it, which was very exciting. Like, but also, uh, I think that's the end of that sentence. Yeah. <laughs> no, it just was a fun way to end that yeah. night. And so, oh, yeah, it was. I mean, I think that's a pretty good place to wrap it up here. Unless you had any other thoughts on battle at Big Rock, not of Big Rock. Cause I keep saying <laughs> battle of Big Rock. Baby. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> battle at Big Rock. Yes. There we go. I thought you were going to start singing a song. No, no. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I don't know. I'm going um, into the Matrix credit sequence. No, I think, I, I think that we said it all. We said a lot. I just, again, I think I was appreciative to have that extra day to like really think about what I had seen. I had no idea what it was going to be about. But yeah, I love like the, I love like the deep parenting relationship and like the, the family and like being a protector of children. Um, and also the... The uh, the young girl heroine, yeah, always yeah. a fan. No, no, that was awesome. And yeah, so it's like, even if we never see this family again, which I think that's the point. I, I like the idea that these families can kind of come in or, you know, people can come in and out of this bigger Jurassic world. It would be kind of cool to see them like being interviewed on the news or something. Yeah. Like, like remember two years ago when this first incident happened or something? And then it's like, hide your kids, hide your wife. <laughs> <laughs> Or they could talk about, like, Claire could be like, oh, well, and you don't even care what happened at Big Rock two years ago or whatever to, like, Owen. Um, I just made a callback to an earlier internet meme. (laughs) We'll link to it in the show notes. Uh, if you've never heard of it, we don't have to. I actually recorded a cover of that song from Auto Tune the News. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so funny. I uh, was just because because of like the end, the end credits, how they like did the memes with the dinosaur. I'm so sorry. Never mind. <laughs> I keep apologizing and saying never mind. Sorry, you. I'm, you. It's your turn. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, so it it um. I don't know. Well, and the credits were like unexpected too. Like I, I knew that we were getting the film and it's so funny because I, I don't know if it was cut out or something, or maybe again, rumors start. And there was like, I had this weird thought in my head, which I think was just planted by Rick reading. Well, I mean, you know, it's fun to talk about and think about what could happen, but I felt like at one point that people were saying that like there was going to be one Jurassic cast member returning to this short. So people thought maybe like at the very end, like woo would show up with like a, with a bunch of like army guys and be like, we're taking you away or whatever. No. I, don't know. I mean, that would have been, that would have been awesome. That I mean, that would have been like, I'm, I mean, knowing what it is now, I'm like, what well, that would have been beyond. Well, I, I think it's like, I'm of two minds in that sense where it's like, again, it's this idea. It's like, we can either tie this very specifically into other Jurassic events or it can really just be its own thing. And again, I like the idea that obviously this is something that I'm sure that our heroes would hear about in the you know in the main Jurassic movies, but I like that it doesn't have to be specifically connected to them. Yes, because they're they're off doing their own thing, preparing for what is invasion. To come. No, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, That's sure. a Sio-Bibble impression. That's I mean yeah, it's sh- invasion in a way, but a different idea invasion like, of the mind. No, but uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think that like a whole like Wu showing up with like army guys or like et style like would have been interesting oh no i was just gonna say something i'm like wait what side is woo on and i'm like good guy bad guy we don't know no i was just gonna say oh he's just woo he's just he's just his own he's just a one-man army again at the end of the day i'm just really i'm actually very appreciative that it can be its own thing just you know it i think that makes it feel bigger in a sense you know definitely again 
not that like nobody needs to know that this event happened, but just that it doesn't have to like that. Yeah. That Claire and Owen aren't going to show up, you know, yeah, you like, don't always have to attribute it to like a, a, some sort of like hero that's bigger than the, than wait, what's the daughter's name? The girl in the movie. Yeah. Um, her name is Kadasha. Kadasha. It's like Kadasha. She is the hero of this. Yeah. There didn't need to be like another like, well, actually, we're coming over to save you guys. Well, we- yeah. And if, if this really is about dinosaurs being just animals, then that then this kind of reinforces that idea yeah. all the much and more. Yes. And it's per- it was like a perfect portrayal of that idea. Well, also because a lot of people are like, well, what's Jurassic World 3 going to be if only like, like you can easily round up 50 animals if you want. Like, but by the time Jurassic World 3 happens, like... It's not going to be, that's not really what it's about. That's small. Like I was talking to somebody on Twitter. I'm like, if Jurassic World 3 was just about rounding up a few dinosaurs, that would be very, like the stakes, that's such a small stakes for like a huge movie. Yeah, it would, that would be just like a, a I was going to say a spaghetti Western. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. That would just, you know, there'd be specific like dinosaur cowboys just wrangling those dinos. Well, I did actually, it's funny because I took a short. A uh, short story writing class where I did write a story about a woman who was basically like a dinosaur cowboy, like a a ranch, like a rancher. That's so cool. Yeah. But that's, so that's what it w- that's what Jurassic World three would have been. I like this fanfic. Yeah. That yeah. you didn't know you were writing. You're oh no. Prophesizing. I was. Pro- I was. Pro- I like the great Joseph Smith. No. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, like we just came back from Salt Lake. Yes. But anyway, so yeah. Um, I want to know what y'all thought of Battle at Big Rock. Call comment. You know, subscribe. Call the call the C Jurassic Right Hotline. Yes, call the C Jurassic Right Hotline. Wait, I'm gonna look up that number. Um, it should be. I should actually remember it, but I never remember. It. Oh, here we go. So yeah. So basically, again, I'm probably make social posts that you can comment on, which has again been the most fun thing for me, is to just read off. Um, your thoughts and comments. And I've already been reading people's thoughts in the group of what they thought about Big Rock. So it's been really fun. Um, But that number is 323-688-6969 if you actually want to leave a voicemail. Nice, nice. uh, Or email at cdressgrad at gmail.com or again, just comment on the social post. Um, Again, this episode is dropping at the same time as the mini-sode that's been very delayed this month. Please listen to that for big season two announcement news, changes, rescheduling, all this, not rescheduling, rejiggering, all this stuff. Um, if you want to run the Jurassic World run uh, with me, or you don't have to run it with me, but if you want to just run it in November, you can use my discount code um, JRPOD10, uh, I believe, and I'll put that in the notes. And let's see what else. I will be at Dino Fest this Saturday at the Natural History Museum. Uh, that's September 21st and 22nd. I'll be speaking at 1.30 with Dr. Shana Montaneri. In Los Angeles. Yes, in Los Angeles at the Natural History Museum of Los Angeles. Um, I think that's as far as much as I got as far as news goes. Um, Brenna, thanks for being my guest. You're so welcome. I was happy to experience Battle at Big Rock with you. No, so, I mean, I'm again, you're, you're so correct that this was probably much better as as a thing that we could all kind of get together and watch from the comfort of our homes versus like, well, yeah. Like, am I going to be forced to go pay for a movie that I don't really care about? Yeah. You know, kind of thing. Even though we love universal. Well, of course, all of their films, every yeah. single one. <laughs> no, no. I mean, but again, I, I just think it, making it more accessible like this, I think is kind of in the spirit of the short in a way. Yeah. So I, I really like that. Um, where can people follow you? I am at Bonnie Puns on Twitter, at Beexels, B-E-E-X-L-E-S, on Instagram. And that's a helicopter. They're coming oh, to get us. Can we hear it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Come get us, you guys. Actually, they might not be able to hear it, but it's fine. Oh. Uh, but yeah, thank you again, everyone, for listening. I'm hoping that you enjoy the two episodes I drop on you today. Uh, yeah. And stick around for more soon. And... Uh, you know, we're we're all just Gregs in this world hoping for meteor showers, you know? Yeah. Oh, a meteor shower that we never saw. Okay, bye. Bye.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 